This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You're listening to the Bright Thinking series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's fund management team. I'm Emma Mogford, fund manager of the Premier Mighton's monthly income and optimum income funds. In this podcast, I will discuss my views on whether an investment trend from the 1980s is going out of fashion and tackle the question, what next for markets? I believe we could be at a major turning point in markets. This trend change could take investors away from the backdrop of falling interest rates, which they have become accustomed to over the last 30 years, and into a new world. One where old-fashioned investing in cheap companies that generate cash profits today, rather than those that promise profits in the future, will be key. Now is the time to review client portfolios as what worked in the last decade may not work in the next decade. Between 1989 and 2020, US 10-year bond yields were broadly on a downward trend. With bond yields at historic lows, US market valuations reached extreme highs in January 2022. The risk at this market peak was that equity markets would suffer if US bond yields rose significantly and rapidly. As all else being equal, high yields erode the present value of future companies' earnings and drive out lower stock market valuations. And if interest rates and bond yields can't fall any further, if the era of cheap money is coming to an end, what might that mean? In 2019, I believed central banks were losing faith in their ability to generate inflation using quantitative easing. They had, however, driven very significant inflation in asset prices, from bonds and equities to property prices and private company valuations. The rising wealth inequality that this created drove increasing pressure on politicians for change. Governments would need a recession or shock to turn into significant central government spending. That shock came in the form of COVID-19 pandemic just a year later, and we saw unprecedented fiscal stimulus across the world. The fiscal cat had been let out of the proverbial spending bag. Funding taps have been opened by central government for everything from income support, energy subsidies, defence spending to tax cuts. Inflation was coming and interest rates would have to rise in response. Thinking about the future is an exercise in probability, as there are many different possible outcomes. It strikes me that there are increasing reasons to believe that the most likely outcome is one where interest rates do not fall for the next decade, as they did for the last, and therefore our investment choices should be considered in this context. The case for inflation to fall in the next year or so is reasonable. As interest rates rise and COVID stimulus checks get spent, so demand for goods fall. The price of many raw materials in food and industrial metals has already started to fall. Supply chain blockages caused by COVID are easing. Uh, A good indicator of this is that freight rates, um, the cost to ship goods across the world, are falling. Grounding this article firmly in reality, we don't yet know what the impact of rapid coordinated interest rates will be. It's often said that the full impact of interest rate change is felt 12 months after the effect. 
So there's a real possibility that the world is tipped into a sizeable recession, which will no doubt bring down inflation. It is the world we find ourselves in after the next 12 months which concerns me. There are a few structural reasons why I believe this inflation will come to settle above 2% for much of the next decade. The most important is an increase in trade tensions, in particular between China and the West, which may reverse some of the deflationary impacts that greater globalisation brought. This comes at a time when the shock of Covid means companies are investing more in securing supply to have just-in-case inventory rather than just-in-time. Other reasons include the need to rapidly transition to a green economy, which will close fossil fuel-powered energy generation and manufacturing before the end of its useful economic life. The need to invest in climate resilience in the face of increasingly frequent extreme weather events and greater government intervention in capital markets, which has in the past led to lower productivity and higher inflation. So what might this mean for investors? I believe now is an important time for investors to consider their holdings, with the possible change in investment backdrop from constantly falling interest rates to a period of modest interest rates. This trend change is likely to mean that what performed well in the last decade may not necessarily perform well in the next decade. I believe it's imperative to focus on companies which generate good cash profits and pay reasonable dividends. In a world where returns are hard to come by, dividend income will be increasingly important component of total return. A world with more normal levels of base interest rates could also see more volatility. Falling interest rates drove asset prices in one direction, up. In the absence of that, we could see more frequent business cycles and less correlation between different sectors of the economy. Indeed, in the past, we have had recessions much more frequently. But the gap between the global financial crisis in 2008 and the COVID crisis in 2020 was 12 years, and it could have been longer without the pandemic shock. Today, many investors rely on selling units within investment funds to generate income which supplements their earnings or pension. However, if markets are more volatile, there will be more risk of selling units during the market trough and missing out on the subsequent rise in value. We believe this will favour natural income, by which I mean investing in an income-focused fund which generates an income from dividends. Although the income may vary, it allows the investor to keep the same number of units through the market cycles. We could also see greater volatility in currencies as differences in fiscal policies around the world drive different rates of inflation, requiring different interest rates and movements in currencies as it was in the days before globally coordinated monetary policy. Not all investors will be comfortable with a higher level of volatility, which could see many come back to investing in their home currency, UK sterling. Against a challenging backdrop of higher inflation, higher interest rates and more political intervention, we remain confident that the approach we use is the right one. Our focus on quality at a reasonable price means that we believe the companies in which we invest have good pricing power in the face of rising inflation, the potential for resilient earnings facing a volatile economic outlook, but also the fundamentals to flourish as this new economic trend unfolds. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Look out for other episodes in the Bright Thinking series.
This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Thank you.